When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome into the latest edition of College Football Smothered and Covered. My name is Barrett Salee, episode six of the show, the revamped version of the show. If you've been along since the beginning, I really appreciate you. Not just the beginning of the revamped version, but the the version back in 2016, SEC Smothered and Covered. This is the second half of that show. It is traditional National Signing Day, so we'll be getting into that quite a bit in this episode. We'll also talk a little bit about how people are spending their NIL money, specifically one quarterback in Athens, Georgia. We'll also talk a little bit about the Florida Gators and where they can end up in 2024. Reminder, this show brought to you by Coastal Vibe Vacations. Fun in the sun, Okaloosa Island, just between Fort Walton Beach and the heart of Destin. Only about a 10-minute drive to the heart of Destin. Okaloosa Island has plenty for you, whether it be restaurants, pretty, pristine beaches, entertainment for the family. Okaloosa Island has all of it. 850-8880515, 850-8880515, or CoastalVibeVacations.com. Now, I am not a recruiting analyst. I think there are people out there on National Signing Day, whether it be this one or the early signing period, that try to be scouts. You can't fake cover recruiting. You have to be all in. And I'll be honest, I'm covering college football during the fall. I'm covering college football. It's hard to do that, much less try to focus on the ins and outs of every single player's decision-making process. So you can't half cover it. But what you can do and what I will do in this show is tell you who signed and why it's important. More specifically, why it's important for the health of a program. But for the health of college football, I think we need to address what today is. And it should be the only signing period. It should be the only signing period. National Signing Day used to be a holiday. We used to spend the entire month of January worried about who's taking a visit where, who didn't make it to their official visit. Will they flip? 
now it's it's almost an afterthought. It's it's not even a big deal. Sure, you have some intriguing decisions out there. Ryan Williams committing to Alabama, Terry Bussey committing to Texas A&M. There are a couple others. But from a coach's health perspective, from a calendar perspective, from a time management perspective, we need to get rid of the early signing period and make National Signing Day great again. Or if we're not going to get rid of the early signing period, put it in August, put it in July. Transform it back to what it was supposed to be when the conversation began 10, 15 years ago. And that is a way for legacy prospects, players who have been committed for three years, players who want to get it out of the way before their high school seasons can just get it done. Sure, you can still have players sign financial aid agreements and enroll in January. That's fine. It worked fine before. Let's go back to it. Now, the big winner on National Signing Day, Texas A&M. Round of applause. Mike Elko, Texas A&M. This is a statement. Terry Bussey signing is a statement. Now, there are some others that came in as well on National Signing Day. But Bussey is the statement. Being able to go out and get a five-star player, the kind of player who can transform your defense, because I think judging from what scouts say, he'll probably play defensive back, stud athlete, number one athlete in the class. By holding off LSU and by holding off Georgia, to me, it says one thing. Mike Elko, you're for real. We don't necessarily know what kind of coach you can be in the SEC. Two years at Duke, very solid. It does not prove anything one way or the other in the new look SEC. Now, recruiting does matter. And inking a guy who has been flirting with everybody else, even though he's been committed, committed flirting with everybody else, is huge. And it tells me one thing. Actually, tells me a lot of things. But the biggest is that Texas A&M got the right guy. Texas A&M got the right guy. Because from a recruiting perspective, is he Jimbo Fisher? Pretty darn close. Pretty darn close. What happened on National Signing Day is an indication that, yeah, this dude has what it takes to get into those battles in the SEC and win those battles in the SEC, in the living rooms of prospects. Now, does Texas A&M have the greatest class of all time like Jimbo inked a couple years ago? No, of course not. What would you expect? He's only been on the job for three months, two months, whatever it is. But it's been a really good two months, three months, two months on the recruiting trail. So it's a great sign for the future. And why else is he the right guy? Because if you combined Jimbo Fisher's recruiting efforts with anything other than Jimbo Fisher's football coaching acumen, you have a winner. You have a winner. Is Mike Elko going to be as stubborn as Jimbo Fisher? I don't think anybody can be as stubborn as Jimbo Fisher. I don't think anybody on the planet can be that stubborn. So if you're going to have a guy who can recruit at that level and not be Jimbo Fisher as a head coach, you know you're headed in the right direction. So Texas A&M fans, you have to be thrilled. And look, I, 
Texas A&M fans, I know you've had a love-hate relationship with me, mostly hate, even though I was right about Jimbo Fisher from the get-go, and you wouldn't believe me, and finally, slowly but surely, you realize I am right. I was right about Jimbo Fisher. I know you've hated to hear that. I know you've hated me for six years because you held out hope that Jimbo Fisher could be the savior. No, he wasn't. You know who might be? Mike Elko. It's going to take some time. Don't get me wrong. It's going to take some time. Because with the changes in the SEC, with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, with Texas being a college football playoff team from a year ago, I know you hate that, Texas A&M fans. I know you hate to hear that Texas is a threat. But Texas is a threat. It's going to be a problem for Mike Elko to compete in year one in the SEC. It might even be a problem for Mike Elko to compete in year two in the SEC. But a step forward would be massive. And he's already taken a step forward because he's recruited at a level, or at least in a small sample size, that can make you content, that can keep you happy about where the direction of the program is going. So Texas A&M, big winner. Texas A&M, you deserve to be happy. You were happy when you got rid of Jimbo Fisher. You were happy when you hired Mike Elko. You're happy now because winning a recruiting battle like this against Georgia, LSU, and basically everybody else in the SEC, granted for a guy who you had a great relationship going in with, a guy who was committed. But if you're looking around, if you're a high school player and you're like, well, damn. Kirby Smart wants me. Brian Kelly wants me. All these superstar head coaches want me. But I'm going to stick with Elko. That matters. That matters in a big way. Texas A&M wins National Signing Day. They've done it before. And they did it again on Wednesday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit more about National Signing Day. And this story out of Oregon, I guess out of Idaho, but out of Oregon as well, is just fascinating to me. Gaitlin Bear, a top wide receiver, top 50 wide receiver in the on three consensus, committed to Oregon uh, last week. I think it was February 3rd, might be February 2nd, doesn't matter. He signed with the Ducks today on Wednesday. But he's not going to join the Ducks this spring, this summer, this fall, next winter. He is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So he's going on a two-year mission instead of joining Dan Lanning and the Ducks. First, a little bit of a backstory. All right. He was an Idaho commit. I'm not sorry, a Boise State commit out of the state of Idaho. Andy Avalos gets fired. He starts thinking a little bit about where he wants to go. He's thinking Oregon. He's also considering Michigan. Actually likes the Michigan strength and conditioning coach. But also at the same time, Dan Lanning 
flirting with Alabama, Alabama flirting with Dan Lanning or, or whatever. Maybe Dan Lanning was just using Alabama to get an extension. Whatever the case may be. He was sitting there looking, you know what? Maybe I don't want to commit to Oregon. Maybe I should go to Michigan. Maybe I should reaffirm my commitment to Boise State. But Dan Lanning stays at Oregon. Bear signs with the Ducks. But he's not going to join them. And this has happened in the past. Obviously, schools that are very tied to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, BYU, Utah State, Utah. Like, this is going to happen. It happens all the time. That's why... When you see a bunch of seniors on BYU's offensive and defensive lines, you got to look around and say, oh, damn. These guys have wives, kids, mortgages, AARP cards. They're drawing Medicare. I mean, these are old dudes. That's why whenever you see, this is a complete sidetrack, but if you see BYU with veterans on the offensive and defensive front, watch out. They're going to be good. But let's backtrack again. Let's get stay on the point. Gatlin Bear, a, a wide receiver, speedy wide receiver, a guy who can fit perfectly in that Oregon offense right now. We don't know what it'll be in two years, but I think we all assume it will be similar. What's he going to be like when he comes back? Is he even going to sign with Oregon? What will Oregon be? I'm not say, saying Dan Lanning will leave. In, in fact, I don't think Dan Lanning will leave. But what if he gets sick of recruiting and goes to the NFL? What if the offensive staff, the offensive scheme is completely different than when he comes back? So this will be countered into Oregon's overall team recruiting rankings, as it should. I mean, the guy's a high schooler. He's going to be phenomenal if he came out this year. What happens when he's on his two-year hiatus, his two-year mission? I don't know. But it's something that I think should be tracked. This is a story that might fly under the radar because of the Ryan Williams stuff, because of Georgia, Texas A&M's day-to-day, whatever, right? But I'm fascinated by it because I want to see what kind of player he is. Do we even hear news about him while he's on his two-year mission? Probably not. I mean, a lot of these guys, we, we rarely even hear about where they are in the world, much less what they're actually doing in locations far, far away. So it's a cool story. It's a cool story that I think might get overlooked. Because he did commit last week. He was a Boise State commitment, not necessarily a high-profile program. And obviously, um, you know, he was already committed. He signed on National Signing Day. He didn't actually make his commitment. So that, to me, is absolutely fascinating. I can't wait to see what happens when he returns from his two-year mission. Reminder, the show brought to you by Coastal Vibe Vacations. If you're planning a trip to the Gulf Coast, somewhere between Destin and Fort Walton, 10 minutes west of Destin. If you like Okaloosa Island, plenty to do over there. Coastal Vibe Vacations can hook you up. 850-888-0515. They do a great job. CoastalVibeVacations.com. One bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, four bedroom condos. They are there for you. CoastalVibeVacations.com. 850-888-0515. So Michael Bratton was on our show, SEC Mike. You can follow him on X at Michael W. Bratton. Does a great job on that SEC podcast, he joined us yesterday. And there's something I want to get into that we talked about, but it wasn't necessarily something we dug into really deeply. And that is where Billy Napier is in terms of his career at Florida. I don't necessarily think that he was on the hot seat. If he was on the hot seat last year, they'd have just hired Jed Fish before Washington. 
but obviously they, they stuck with Dan Lanning, obviously had a, a good early signing period. Uh, DJ Lagway, obviously DJ Lagway, obviously might uh, could win the job this year <laughs> over veterans. I get it. He may not, he might, um, he's that good Gatorade national player of the year. But Michael and I said yesterday, we discussed what a good record would be with that schedule. And I think one thing that stood out to me is if he goes seven and five with that schedule, that's, that's almost impossible. Some of the best coaches in the country couldn't do that. Let's look at this real quick. Miami out of the gate. That's a loss. Sanford win. A&M. I don't know what AM will be. I'll consider that a toss-up at Mississippi State. That's a win. I'm not sure they can beat UCF. I know it's in the swamp. I'm not sure they can beat UCF. Gus Malzahn will have that team ready for that game. Think about what that would mean for the UCF program if they go to the swamp and beat Florida. I talked to Gus Malzahn uh, probably six months ago. He was in town here in Atlanta doing an event. Uh, for boosters we talked at the college football hall of fame and one of the things that he said that stood out to me is that he he doesn't view UCF as one of the lesser teams in the state of Florida now that they're in the big 12 he views Miami Florida Florida State and UCF as the big four in the state of Florida okay we probably don't right now but a win over Florida would certainly go a long way towards making that a reality at Tennessee. That's a loss. Kentucky. I toss up Georgia loss, Texas loss, LSU loss, Ole Miss loss at Florida state. Look at that after that bye week. Now these rankings are from last year. I get that. Could anybody run that gauntlet? And I'm I'm being serious. Could, could Nick Saban even run that gauntlet? No, because even if they beat Georgia, they lost to Texas last year. Played a close game two years ago at Texas. At Texas, LSU, Ole Miss. Like, that is almost impossible. We can uh, do away with that SEC championship game. I know FB Schedules does a great job. Probably can erase that one. But would 6-6 six and six be okay with this schedule? I, I'm not sure Florida fans. It's hard. If you're a Florida fan, all right, how do you put this in proper perspective? Because... You didn't go to a bowl. You did two years ago. It was obviously opt-out central, so, you know, whatever. But if you're looking at that schedule, would 6-6 six and six be okay? Because I think it actually might be, as long as the 6 look good. And I'm not talking about the 6 wins. I'm talking about the 6 losses. If you lose to Georgia close... If you lose to Texas on the road close, here's the schedule again if you want to take a look. If you lose to Ole Miss close or LSU close, isn't that progress? Because to me, that would be progress. Being able to go up against the best of the best in the SEC. Because, look, I'll be honest, just the SEC part of the schedule. Let's throw out Miami, UCF, and Florida State. Just the SEC portion of this. Outside of Alabama, you're looking at five of the top six teams. Five of the top six teams, in my mind. Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas. So I think six and six, you know, and I said this yesterday, and I've said this quite a bit throughout the course of my career. 
Don't a number. When a coach is on a hot seat, don't put a record on what will and won't allow him to stay employed. Don't do it. Because seven and five and eight and four, those two, those two, those two records, those are the sweet spot, right? If you're seven and five or eight and four, especially in the SEC, you're kind of sitting there on thin ice. But even six and six should be put into proper context with Florida this year. And we said last week, last Friday with Tom Luganville, that we don't think he can do it. A five and seven record. With this slate, I would say that's likely where Florida will be. So if they go six and six, I'd consider that a win. I consider that progress, even though when you look at where Billy Napier has been at Florida, it's kind of just mediocre. Six and six wouldn't be mediocre. All right, last thing before we hang up the headsets or the pods in this case. Carson Beck, getting a Lambo. $270,000 Lambo. And I saw yesterday on X, and thankfully X is not real life. Thank you, X not being real life. There were people upset about this, mostly non-college football fans, but casual sports, members of the media, people outside of sports media, whatever, like, dude, don't spend all your money. You're a college kid. No, he's a professional. He's a professional player at a college. At maybe the most high-profile college in the country. Certainly one of the top three because they've won two of the last three national championships. We don't know what Carson Beck is making from an NIL perspective. Is it responsible to buy a $270,000 Lambo as a student in college? Probably not. And I say that not from a financial perspective. I say that from a college kid perspective. Think about how many dumb things you probably did in college. I know I did a lot of really dumb things in college. Could I have handled a Lambo? No, absolutely not. So that's where the criticism could come from. I don't really care, right? But if there's going to be criticism... It's because you're still a college young man and you do stupid things because every college young man does stupid things. But it does make me wonder where George's collective actually is. Because they were, I guess the best way to put it is that they were late to the game, right? The Florida schools, the Texas schools, Missouri's, you know, there are a few states that were at the forefront of the NIL bonanza. Georgia was late to the game. Alabama was actually late to the game. Tennessee was actually the forefront too. So to me, that says, hey, you know what? Georgia's got it cooking. Georgia's got it cooking from a financial perspective, from a structural standpoint. And that I think really, really matters. That Lambo's awesome too. Check that thing out. Love the red brakes inside the wheel. Looks solid. So I think when, when all is said and done, we've seen other quarterbacks do this. Quinn Ewers, I think he got a Lambo too. There have been others. Blake Corum got a nice ride. Look, that's fine. It's fine from a financial perspective. 
just because they spend 270 G's on a car does not mean that another million isn't put into an investment fund. It doesn't mean it. I guarantee you, and I know this for a fact, actually, that in these colleges, in these schools, there are financial advisors dealing specifically with NIL questions. And look, I'm of the, I'm of the belief, and I've said this thousands of times, that personal finance should be a, an, a required school, required uh, class in every school, especially for athletes. But now with NIL, there are people who focus specifically on that for athletes. So just because he spent 270 G's on a Lambo does not mean that he's being reckless with his income. In fact, I would say that he's actually being kind of responsible. Because you know he's making more than three or four mil. So if he wants to treat himself, dude, treat yourself. And incidentally, personal finance should be a requirement. Also, golf should be a requirement because a lot of business is done on the golf course. That's neither here nor there. That's just a, a random observation that I truly believe, not because I wish I could have gotten golf lessons in college, but I do think that it's important. All right, that'll do it for this edition of College Football Smothered and Covered. I appreciate you guys checking the show out. This is episode six, so we're still getting things Started a little bit, but we're hanging around the top 100, top 150 in Apple Podcasts. So if you haven't subscribed, I urge you to, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever. Obviously, you can catch us on YouTube and Rumble. The video portion is doing very, very well. Still haven't settled on an exact time to go live, but that will be coming. Still testing some things out. What works best? What doesn't work best? What draws eyeballs? What doesn't? What advertisers like? What they don't? All that stuff. So that will be coming at a later date. Enjoy your Wednesday, everybody. Congrats on the schools and the players who had great national signing days. And if your school or your, di- or your fans didn't, it will be okay. There is a transfer portal opening up in a couple of months. Have a good Wednesday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.